Welcome to Kafaro Cast, everybody. Frank here with Aaron Snyder and a very special ginger guest. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Our lead designer, Eric Bender. What's going on, Eric? What is up? I guess you would be the original ginger because uh, you were here before we met Alex, which is the big ginger. Uh, so you would be you're the O G G. The O G G. Yeah, you're yeah. the O G G. Yep, I've been here for. It's gonna be seven years in seven years next April. Feels like two decades. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the reasons uh, we wanted to get Bender on here is uh, the, he, he plays a pretty vital role um, at Kafaru, uh, and he really doesn't get. Well, you don't ever know when I mention your name because you don't pay attention to this shit. But you do get a lot of love. But uh, just so you, everybody kind of understands the parts that Bender plays and the process here, what he does, and uh, kind of what he's designed. Sometimes i got to correct people because they'll think I've done something that I definitely have not, like the Ontario is a good example. I think at the very end you showed me that, and I said, looks good, just do it, don't bug me about it, and that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, that's kind of one of my favorite things to do is go rogue. Sometimes <laughs> it gets me in trouble, and I'll just I'll bring something to you that's at least probably what, 75% of the way there or sometimes a little bit more like yeah. today you came in and there was a bunch of shit on your your desk and your, your Which chair that was like a 90% pass rate and the 10% may still get a go so that was a, that's yeah. a good one yeah but Bender so you're Bender has a lot of jobs here his main job I would say for Frank and I is we'll come up with a base idea we'll hand that to him and and Bender has the ability. He can draw, like he's like one of those. He's like a beautiful mind. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but he can sketch out as we're explaining it to him and draw what is is what's in his mind's eye, I guess, or what we're telling him. Then he can build it, and then we'll go test it, and then he'll rebuild it. Those are when he's doing what we want him to do. <laughs> now <laughs> the other. I think uh, Bender also has streptococcusphalitis right now. I got now, the black so. lung pop. You you built five or six handbags once, which were badass. But you call were, them handbags. They were laptop bags. <laughs> Anything Satchel. close to a purse, you know, a, a sing, you know. There's a lot of stuff that gets the the hard fail just because it, I'm it resembles. Better. Yeah. Is it, it a satchel or? a... Sling pack. It was meant to be a briefcase or a laptop case. the The idea being that um, when our customers aren't hunting, they have jobs and shit like that. So <laughs> I'm trying to jobs and stuff. Yeah, jobs and stuff. So I'm trying to come up with as many different things for our customers to use because I like making shit and uh, I like coming up with different solutions to to problems. So. You know, the the briefcase or a laptop bag or a range bag or something where it'd just be a... I'm going to tell you right fucking meow. You're going to get a lot of emails of people. So we will leave yeah. this podcast <laughs> with Eric's email. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, you keep in mind, everyone, skipping me doesn't matter. I still have to approve it. So don't pester the fuck out of Bender. And he doesn't want to hear all your ideas either. He's smart enough on his own. Sorry, Bender, go ahead. Well, the, <laughs> we get a lot of a lot of inquiries on, on custom work and, uh, you know, things that guys want to see us make. And 
unfortunately right now the bandwidth we can't do single one-off stuff if i if i'm gonna make something we have to sell a lot of it right we can't just make the one or two let's get to that in a minute not yet because i don't think people understand the epic pain in the so if bender you've charged me to build me what i want yeah and i'm your boss because you have to do it one on the weekends and two it takes you all fucking day yeah, to, to <laughs> cut and sew one bag. You know, if it's a custom deal, it could take three or four days worth of work just to figure out the patterns and then a couple of prototypes. I mean, I could probably make a fugly, janky-looking bag that'll do the job, but... Yeah, if, for testing purposes, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, there's a few multicolored, stapled-together bags <laughs> in Kafaro's history. Um, Pat, Patrick used to bring a stapler. There's been a lot of changes since Patrick left and, and uh, you and I have been here. And, and I get a lot of the credit, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you on here. And, um, and, and kind of, again, what happens now, pretty much Frank and I will sit down, grab you. And this is when Bender's building stuff we want him to build. This is not the stuff Bender builds. We'll all sit down. We'll talk about pockets, attachments, rifles, bows, spotting scopes, Usually on that stuff, Bender's biggest attribute is what will make it look good and function. So you'll be able to tell us as we're saying, hey, we want the Ma Deuce. Yeah. And the first thing you said is that's going to be a big son of a bitch. And I was like, people want it. And you were like, the top of that lid is going to look like a mushroom. And I'm like, that's not what he said. Mushroom. Mushroom. <laughs> it looks like a and, not, uh, not as bad as our older bags. No, no. But that is a big part of, you know, he's able to say, hey, this will look bad, this will look good. And and we argue, really not hardly at all now, occasionally before there would be, what's the last argument we got into? The zippers on the checkpoint. You wanted them going one way, I wanted them going the other. I think yeah. that was the last one. For the most part, though, I really don't ever... You don't technically have a boss, even though I'm your boss. You see me probably once a week. Well, you yeah, see me more than during that. this time of year. Maybe you're, less. You're a fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta track you down and, and work in the meetings when we can. But yeah, for the most part, I, I'm kind of left up to my own devices, which I dig. That's good, and I've learned that to leave you alone because you're not worth a fuck when I start to pester you. So it's kind of worth. There's it. some resistance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can trick him into thinking it was his idea, it's golden. But if I come up and say build this, there may be some flack. But you have done um, what? What you've done is make the pot, the packs, in my eyes, look more appealing as well as functional, more durable in a lot of ways, and be able to add pockets and things before it was a big garbage bag with a lid mm. i helped out some with that but i'm not a uh, sewer and then you came along and now the the cuffs are off a bit more which is why we have a lot of the packs we're coming out with now the new 22 mag that's coming out the old 22 mag the terry all the 44 mag you know those are base ideas we had that you ran to ground and got to work and look good you know the 44 mag's been a huge seller there's some other shit we can't talk about, but Bender's been able to do that because, quite honestly, Patrick's not here, and we he thought we were stupid. I think would be the I would I would say he, we would get the glasses over the eyes and Frank do the impersonation. <laughs> 
You know, you know, son. <laughs> <laughs> when I invented Velcro, he would uh, basically say pockets are stupid and you don't need them. And I want two compression straps and off he'd go where we wanted three compression straps and some pockets. Frank and I don't use a lot of pockets. Um, you're a pocket guy. And so like the checkpoint, I would say I had a solid two percent involvement in the checkpoint. Yeah, that, that was a rogue project. That was a. Uh... That one's a, that's been a long one in the making. That's, that's at least fault, at least probably. two years. Yeah, I, I had that for last year's three, antelope. Well, three. three years. I had it for last year's antelope hunt, and I used it to pack my antelope out. <laughs> so <laughs> some of the things I go rogue on get backburnered, or I have to to work on them at different times. So some things take longer to get fleshed out. Some things go very quickly. You're working on a. We can talk about this stuff. It's not going to hurt. So we're, you've unless you don't want to. Um, He's been working quickly we're gonna we're gonna knows. be able to bring it to market we have been working on a backpacking pack well yeah. we as in bender has been for three or four fucking forever for a while so our old ku line is kind of a four letter word around here because you know a lot of people you still see them on some of the forums and trading boards they go for crazy prices but they were a headache for us because we made them out of our tent material they were very light and with our warranty, we were fixing more of the bags than we were actually selling them. So they were getting shredded. So the idea with this next one coming back is um, kind of an approach to the KU line, but with more durable materials. So you'll still be able to haul a bunch of weight with it, but it's not going to be as stable or as capable as the frame. It's not really meant to be. Yeah, it's not as capable as a frame pack. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, and that that – that you know that may be five or six months before that comes out depending yeah. but the one thing that you were able to do though in that time which in in, in a lot of ways i like because you're final or almost final fuck are you on the final yeah it's getting there yeah. <laughs> close to the final yeah. um is uh is much better than that first one you came out with and so your brain just sat there and picked away at it for three yeah. three years which, you know, the final version is what I like about it is guys that um, ultralight guys that aren't going to carry 80 pounds will use this for hunting. But it's also really good for backpacking and, you know, things like that. So. Yeah. For for getting to high mountain lakes where the fish are dumb, it'll be a, it'll be a good one. That's um, what I like. Yeah. I like dumb fish. Dumb I like fish. dumb animals, too, to be honest with you. They're yeah. Just, they're, they're not very many of dumb anymore. Yeah. Where there's not a whole lot of power bait that would be you know floating in the water and trash <laughs> all around the lake and shit and salsa like, music yeah yeah <laughs> aurora Son reservoir of a bitch sorry frank. Uh, frank takes offense at least half of them initially though we had a term uh benderizing you've, yeah you've bendered the bendering shit and snidering the so snidering was cacked off full retard was also used interchangeably for yeah. bendering <laughs> there'd be 45 pockets and thousand d lined yeah, yeah you definitely liked thousand d um i've moved away from that yeah no we've, we're definitely in a good place you know now it's really the company keeping up with with the three of us here um in the sense of the ideas and the what's going on like the stove sitting behind you that's been a year-long project yeah now it's just a matter of you know the execution of it and then you know i think the one thing i want you to talk about and i'm going to give an example because you get the same emails hey i want a one-off bag hmm. here's what i want and then they'll list all these things out now in the mind of the user 
Um, it's not that big much difference from the original pack and how hard could it be? And then I'm going to hand it to Bender to let you know what an epic pain in the ass a one-off pack can be. So you go through kind of the process. So if I came to you with a pack idea, what do you have to do to bring that to, you know, to, to back to me? Sure. So um, it reminds me a lot of, do you remember Santa Claus back in the day? That old dude that wanted us to make the custom bag for his crazy military satellite rig. And he, he was an engineer, right? He had By the very way, specific. This guy should have been Bender's dad because these motherfuckers, <laughs> I had to leave the room. They were talking about toasters magnets, that could walk definitely and Definitely magnets. <laughs> there was some How shit. do they work? Oh, he started talking about breaking down to build an anabomb. Remember? Pretty much, yeah. He was like, uh, that's where the uranium goes, and here's the he worked flux for capacitor and DARPA, shit. DARPA, didn't he? Was it DARPA? Or DARPA, did... some secret squirrel, yeah. high-tech engineer stuff. But these motherfuckers, I had to leave the room because they were geeking out, and it was basically they were putting a- Designing a new atom bomb? Giant yeah. computer that ran a Raven. Yeah. From yeah. a pack- Holy fuck. I'll leave you it was Go UAV. Ahead. After a certain yeah. point, Frank and Aaron just hit the eject <laughs> button when I start nerding out too hard. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once. So a general idea. So the, the design process is we figure out, right, what it, want, what it needs to do, what it's going to hold, where it's going to be used, and then I draw a shit ton, figure out what's feasible, how it'll actually go together. Um, and then it's just a lot of me sitting at the computer doing AutoCAD, trying to figure out how it works or how it won't work. But and then you got to go down and draw it out or print out patterns. Got to make it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's going to be a few prototypes, some bags like the shape charge. I think that went from prototype to cut table in a week. Mm-hmm. But that was also kind of like an amalgamation of three different bags that I've been cooking on for a while. So I can't say that that was all just one, uh, a one and done shot. There's been there's been a few things that have have been an you know ace in the hole, easy to do, but usually it takes anywhere from a month to you know like the cutthroat, which a couple of years. Even the eighty eight mag had four. And we knew what we wanted. Yeah, I, I already, <laughs> I've already had people say they want bigger than that, Jesus bigger than the eighty eight. <laughs> yes, whip snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's guides. It's all guides, man. It's always the guides. The guides always. I want just don't bigger. even want to gut yeah. or bone the animal. Just throw it in the bag yeah. and put it on my back. It's the, the Alaska and the Canada guys. It's that's <laughs> what it always is. The eighty eight is um. What's it going to be? Probably like seventy two hundred or something. Seven thousand. It's going to be big. Yeah. So. I ran it in Alaska with a Bane pack on it, and that was your third rendition or second? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going off the bones, so a lot of things are made from scratch, but usually it starts with the back panel and the the duplex sleeve, the squadron sleeve, and then it kind of grows from there. Um, A lot of times I'll use the bones of a similar pack, so that one grew from the 44 mag. I just upgraded... You know, I stretch things out and... Um, you fit a fucking human body in the lid. It, it's yeah. a fucking survival <laughs> shelter if you need it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some some prototypes are a little special. 
You never mentioned it, but your 22 mag proto, I put about nine key hooks in the top it, of that it, thing. It uh, So gladiators <laughs> on late. So I hate those key hook things. That's one of the things Bender and I make fun of each other for. Yeah. So well, I, didn't you put a dick sewing thing on his lumbar pad or something? Didn't you put a cock and ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, on one of your duplex <laughs> prototypes. Probably, I th- yeah. because yeah, there needed to be stitches going through that that little tough tech patch down there, and I knew it was going to be Frank. So sometimes people get special editions, and then <laughs> custom. Yeah, that's sh- the only custom work that Eric will do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dicks, dicks for for Frank's uh, big veiny triumphant bastard. Yeah, <laughs> something like thirty percent of kids did it. Nothing big, not a big deal. <laughs> but the key hook thing, I was was I was. Getting giving Bender shit about D-rings and key hooks. And so I got this 22 mag from my bear hunt. And uh, give you an idea, that's how long we were working on this. That was this spring. Yeah. And I go to put my inReach and toilet paper in the lid, and there's <laughs> fucking nine tab loops with key hooks inside the <laughs> Yeah, inside and the then lid. one single one up top, yeah. just the extra one. <laughs> well, shit, that came from a camping trip where my uh, idiot friend lost his keys to yeah. his car, and I had to drive for two and a half hours to bring, yeah. So losing your keys on a hunt. Yeah, or, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Well, I think that- um, You can tell him to get one of those magnetic boxes. Yeah, <laughs> put it in his gun. To the, put the key in there in the frame. He's like, not smart enough for he's that. He's not yeah. a magnet guy. No, he's an idiot. <laughs> the, uh, but that's what, on the design side of things, I you know, people, um, so, you know, got, I've, I've had people give me shit about us. We'll have a pack for two years and discontinue it. One of the reasons is we're excited to come out with something new. Another reason is we're only so big, the building. And if something slows down in sales and we have something like a 44 mag, well, something's probably going to get kicked out or changed. So, like, we killed the Apollo, but on Bender's to-do list, whenever he wants to, he's rebuilding the Apollo. Um you know, the 22 mag, that's been on the market for four years. And we took all the, yeah, four or five, actually. Um, we took all kind of the feedback and what we'd used and everything else, how much people like the 44. So Bender went to work and, you know, the new 22 mag has Nalgene pocket, pockets at the bottom. It's got an opening like a clamshell. It's got a lid backwards kind of of the old. It's a more functional lid, I guess, for me. It's um, a midget 44. Yep. It's- yeah, but it doesn't have bones. zippered side pockets. It's got Nalgene yeah. pockets. And, you know, so, you know, when we do things like that, since we have the ability, I think what throws people off is when they're dealing with a Badlands or an Everly stock or whoever, we do it here so we can do it relatively quickly if we want to. Yeah. And inline changes, if we find something that's not durable or you find something you don't like, it'll eat away at Bender, he won't sleep at night, and he'll come in and he'll do an inline change to beef something up or to improve something, um, which we have that ability. Well, most people don't. Yeah, it's pretty rare in the industry because a lot of places go to big cut and sew shops, and we're having to deal with that more because uh, we do have a, a shop in California that makes some of our, you know, like our frames and our sawtooths and our big ticket items, and um, it takes a while. You know, it's nothing happens quick with big shops like that. And New countries were gained and lost in the time and fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the so the checkpoint that bag uh, delivered to them what last year sometime earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know we'll probably see it beginning of next year, <laughs> like spring, <laughs> because you know sourcing materials and getting all the buckles in and 
Um, we can move a lot quicker here, which I think it confuses some people um, because they well, yeah, we, we move through different products fairly quickly because we, we have we can adjust to the market quicker. We can pull that off. Well, the 44 mag became the 22 mag became the, the Modus or 88, all because of how well people like the 44. And yeah. I'd say, Bender, build a bigger one. Okay, build a smaller one. And I think on the 88 or the Ma Deuce, that was pretty much, you more or less knocked it out of the park. You changed a few things, but we were pretty happy with it. We yeah. Do we have PALs on the back? Do we have sewn-in pockets on the back? Um, the biggest question on the 22 mag is, let's just do Nalgene bottle pockets rather than full zippered because you can put your spotting scope eyepiece down if you wanted to. Not everybody runs a spotting scope. You can't put a Nalgene worth of shit in a full zippered pocket. So we went that route and lowered the weight a little bit. Um, you know, and those are things we just sit down, usually just the three of us, and make fun of each other and talk shit and figure mm-hmm. out what we want. So, for example, if we wanted to, if if Frank went on a hunt and he had this epiphany or Bender went out on a, on a fishing trip or whatever, we can technically come back, design, build, if we were in a hurry and you had nothing in your way, within a week – I would say you can get mm. something kicked out. Yeah. Um, another month after that to get it to cut and sew by patterns and you know testing and yeah. checking. The thing is though is to do one, you pull one piece of material out, trace one pattern. So mm. when people ask like, can you take the Velcro off? Well, we're mm. cutting fifty deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the bags aren't sewn at the time of order. We we sew them in batches and then they're assembled to the customers specifications right so we don't have a bunch of sewers waiting around for for (laughs) orders to you know to grab all the pieces and then put the bag together there's a warehouse full of bins with half completed bags so the the little changes are 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 very difficult to do so this this morning i put together a 44 mag for this hunt i'm going to help on in utah and hmm? you did I did like half of it, and then I, I gave I gave uh, Ace like twenty bucks to finish it off because I felt so fucking lazy. Um, I went and I grabbed uh, two medium belt pouches, uh, a large, the forty four mag. Um, all of these things are inside out, no buckles, no no pull tabs, no nothing. I grabbed all that shoulder straps, frame everything. I piled it on Ace's desk, flipped everything inside out, and about that time he came in. If that was an order for someone just like me, he's got to cut all the threads off, burn them, put all the pull cords on, all the buckles, everything else. So it's assembled per person, not custom. People, I think, when they get an order, we're cutting a pattern out and sewing it for them. <laughs> At one time, we could do that. We're a, There's I a little bell next to a telephone. We yeah, got another one. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, Come back in from your smoke break. When, when you, well, I started three years, I guess, for you, not full time, but I mean, working here, a big month for us back then was eight or nine frames. Um, Now we'll sell two or 300 frames in a month. And, you know, a big month back then, um, we would sell, you know, 10 or 15 big bags. Well, we'll sell 150 to 200 big bags. In fact, the 44 mag and the Reckoning, I know they cut 75 deep in every color, and they were out before those were sewn, sewing yeah. new ones. So 
the company's a little different because of how much we've grown. Your, your job, you can still move quick on your feet, but as far as the execution of the final process is still, it takes some, some time. Yeah, I mean, we only have so many sewers available. Uh, just like a lot of the trades, um, sewing is kind of drying up a little bit. So trying to find people locally is getting harder and harder to do. And when we, as we're growing, those people are getting busier and busier. So, um, and some of those people are retiring and uh, they're not passing on their skills to anybody. So that's kind of one of the reasons we had to branch out to that company in California. And Yeah, which has um, been good. It has been good. Um, you get to go party with Brian occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Fender's going on Strip a work clubs. trip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, yep, hookers and blow. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, the the thing with the, the cut and sew shop is um, it gives me more opportunities to to add in some some interesting stuff because they can do it in stages with our, our home sewers. They have, you know, some of them have a ton of machines, but it's only one person sewing the whole bag down there. They've got a, an assembly line of people, and then they have quality control in between all the different stages. So, I, I, let's touch on while we're touching on that. Let's. Uh, one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine is a lot of our competitors have an American flag on their pack. Now the Dominican defin- Republic, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's a, a province, or yeah. Uh, well, there's there's many ways around it. There's one company you can get away with being bear compliant. Is it uh, Myanmar? Fuck is that? Um, Myanmar they they have easier taxes. Than, is that, yeah. yeah, it import taxes and stuff through them is is different. But we have American made Cordura, American made buckles, webbing. Yeah. Um, our our webbing's actually through a super cool company because it's woven into camo patterns, not printed webbing. Yeah. Um, it, we had printed webbing at Suckballs at Fates. Um, but we, our thread, our needles, uh, buttons, buckles, every shittery we have is made in America, except those titanium end caps for our stoves, because those are from MSR. Those are certainly from China. Um, yeah, a lot of effort goes to, to make it as domestic as possible, because it's important. It's important to us and, and where we get. And for the military stuff, it's required. Well, yeah, it makes it easier if we get a, if we get a email saying, you know, like the 22, the FRO, yeah. the, um, the 22 mag, we got contacted by uh, uh, JTAC guys from the, the Air Force. And uh, they're the dudes, uh, like the movie 13 Strong, that are, you know, they're parachuting in behind enemy lines and then they're directing airstrikes and stuff like that. So they needed some heavy-duty bag for their um, their radio, and we were able to to adjust the 22 mag to fit their needs and, and get them a custom bag. And I know we just talked about how hard it is to do custom <laughs> shit, but yeah. when the Air Force is coming saying, hey, we're going to buy 300 of these things, that's that's easier to do. And, well, but and we came out with that bag. We are we are going to sell that. Now. We're going to sell that bag. It's going to be commercially available, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah. it's um, yeah. as far as the custom opportunities to do. That's one of the more rewarding ones is working with the military dudes. You know, uh, did some custom stuff with Lance down at Tenth Group. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where he is now. Is he full he's back f- now? Is he full fledged ninja? No, nope, he's he, back. He's part of his own. He's leading his own team, right? Yeah, he's got his own team, and you did some custom work with the. 
Australian SAS, a um, mm-hmm. bunch of Wolverines. Hugh Jackmans were all over the place. Yeah. There's some cool motherfuckers. We went to the archery range with some of them. But, you know, those, since we're all made in America, we can do that. Um, that's what I was, before I forget, we are going off from before, is just because you have an American flag because part of it is sewn in the United States doesn't mean it's 100% American made. So if you're using Asian buckles and Asian webbing, Asian whatever, but it happens to be part of it sewn in the U.S., you know, some of our main competitors, that's what they're doing. Hmm. Um, they say designed and assembled. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's a lot, it's a lot cheaper to do what they're doing. And people are like, why are you $180 more expensive? And it's like, well, all right, that black plastic buckle you've got, throw that thing in the freezer and squish it. Like, you know, all of our stuff is, is, um, a, a mill spec. So, um, it's it's more expensive. I mean, I'm not making excuses. It is what it is, and and we probably could sell more if we went overseas. But it's a known quantity, though. I mean, the mill spec is it's tested for a reason. They have certifications for that stuff, and kind of like with our our insulation, the the Climate Shield Apex. The Marines spent what a million bucks in a year testing that. <laughs> That's how I got the. I, they told me about it. That's how we. Or did they tell you? No, they told me, and then I told yeah. you, and then you ran at the ground. But that's how we got the idea was from the Marines. Yeah, let the military and the government do all the testing on this shit, and then we'll kind of piggyback on it. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah and, that's pretty much what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. They are like, this is really good. I'm like, all right, well, send me some. Yeah, so it, it makes things easier. It's a known quantity. Yeah, so what um, – when you um, – if I'm not mistaken, when you started here – Patrick had you do some dumb shit as a test, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was the Tomahawk. the test they give the NFL draft um, possibles. They're like it's like a an IQ test, and you have is like it 20 minutes the, to finish. For the NFL, isn't it the, the box you, with like you? the the round pegs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So circle, yeah. Yeah. square. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Welcome to the NFL. No, and um, a Rubik's cube. You had to juggle. No, it was a. It was pretty sneaky, actually. He asked me to design a tomahawk uh, for backpacking. And uh, the reason I got into product design and went into industrial design was I wanted to make knives. And uh, God damn, don't bring knives up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been through this three or four, nine or 12 different uh, times. We've yeah. almost made a custom, and we have made custom stuff. We have but, a custom one coming now. Yeah. yeah, but I keep on getting left out of the loop for some goddamn reason. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron just almost uh, drowned himself with water. That went in my nose. That was tactical. That was with Robert. Yeah. Um, Did you Aaron. talk to him while he was here? When he was here? I think that got avoided tactfully in, in all different. Huh? I don't know. I, so I, was I thought you were. I don't think you were him. here. I met the dude. Did you? Yeah, okay, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we pretty much got you involved in the beginning, and then we're like, hey, we're going to do this anyway. And then we ended up making a skeletonized, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the thing. I've wanted to make a knife for, you know, almost three decades now, and nobody wants to fucking help me. You know, we've been going back and forth with. Uh, There's you, three companies we've. Three or four yeah. companies. So that's the thing is uh, usually it goes to, do you want to make a knife for us or do you want to make the design we want? You know, and usually it's the the knife makers want to make a, a knife for us. Yeah. Well, so, on this one, you got screwed partially because of me. We took 
uh, a specific blade, took a specific handle, changed it a little bit, and then somewhere in the middle of that left you out and just yeah, more like the new knives that are coming. <laughs> yeah, I've got sketchbooks full of fucking uh, knives. The yeah. first ones were done in crayon when I was five. Yeah. and uh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make this fucking happen one day. Like some bags, like the checkpoint. Aaron stays. He stayed out of it. I think the only thing I brought up on the checkpoint was the zipper. And, and I, I still and lost. I ha- and I have good reasons for that zipper being down there. I'm going to put a lockout tab down there so that they don't open by themselves. I even themselves. remember, so th- 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 don't let Bender cry poor pitiful me. I been, been, remember specifically telling Bender to change the zipper. And I said no. And Matt, no, you didn't even tell yeah. me no. You it said just okay, fucking and then magically, it just, it never changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, sir. Yeah, exactly. What was that? What? You're coming in broken up and uh, Viking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, overall, though, now... It's been kind of weird because um, there was a, a time, I would say, we came out with some pockets that I didn't like, and it was basically when Patrick was retiring, Mel was kind of somewhat involved, and I mean, you and I honestly probably did not have or take the initiative or st- maybe stand up. I have had to be there was the right a lot word. of cooks in the kitchen, and shit got kind of... Yeah, you that's know, a good convoluted. Way yeah, that you was know, a good way to put it. Everybody had their two cents in there when really it's much easier now because it's very straightforward. There's not a bunch of agendas trying to, you know, make things very complicated. A lot of our old stuff, um, like the MMR, holy shit, that bag weighs nine pounds yeah. without the frame. Yeah. And it had a lot of options, and you can do a lot of stuff with it, and you could throw a grenade in it. And it wouldn't, you'd yeah. still be able to use it. But um, that's because everybody had their two cents on it. And it it got to this unholy beast. Yeah, but, and that was even before we got involved in that thing. It yeah. Was, yeah. But now. Which a lot of guys still love that pack. And they'll they'll still drag it up the mountain. But their knees are going to be gone. Pretty much now, any everyday carry pack is, I would say, 95% you, if not 100 and, uh, and the yeah. only reason it's partially me is because you feel obligated to make sure I look at it at least once or twice. <laughs> the um, small packs, <laughs> small packs, you kind of leave me alone on. You know, you'll you'll give me some insight on, or you'll say this needs to change. But for the most part, anything below three thousand cubic inches. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And, A lot uh, of the internal frame stuff. Well, and you're more in. I mean, if it would definitely be total i guess say ego not that i don't have one but if i got involved in that it certainly wouldn't be for the greater good of the design it would just be for my own so you ego. get left alone yeah. so your email doesn't blow up <laughs> well you, you like, gotta change this or else people are gonna call me at two in the morning asking yeah, why. yeah that's the only reason now i might get involved because i'm that's more your cup of tea you, you're more involved in that side of things i mean you like messenger bags and that's just not something I should be even chiming in on. And so But we did find out recently that there is a, a viable on some designs that you you shoot down, sometimes they come around. Though. Oh what? I'll tell I'll tell as much as that story I can. So Bender <laughs> I think you you were supposed to be doing some other shit too. And Bender built like five or six I mean super double O seven Q was his name Q? Q, yeah. yeah. Q Branch, yeah. Q Branch, like crazy ass, like concealed carry bags for messenger bags. Yeah. 
And I'm like, the fuck you going to do with that, Pender? Hell no. And and he built like a, they were like from left to right taking up the whole couch. And I'm like, dude, we don't build fucking satchels here. I, I, they were cool. I will, I did give you that. They were pretty badass. And I'm like, that's going to be a $400 fucking bag, dude. I was like, we don't do that here. And one thing led to another fast forward, what, two years? Yeah. I, I'm in a meeting with a, uh, a certain alphabet group um, for a totally different thing. And they said, hey, uh, this portion of another alphabet group is very interested in working with you guys. They need this. And they described pretty much what Bender, I had made fun of him for two years prior. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, <laughs> so I had to come and tell Bender the next day, hey, the, uh, we may be building that thing. And it's, and it, you know what? I don't want to talk about it because somebody will fucking copy it. By the way, I don't know if anybody's noticed that um, one of our competitors' newest, latest, greatest state-of-the-art shelter is a carbon copy of our sawtooth. Did you guys notice that? Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. They'll dump a that, bunch of money into marketing in that, though, and then people will be asking why we copied them. Well, <laughs> and there's a they're, they're not the only ones who have done that. A lot of little mom-and-pop shops and boutique shops, they – Oh, yeah. yeah um, they've ripped off some of our stuff. Yeah. That's but, one That's one good thing with you, though, is you actually check a lot of that stuff ahead of time. Like, yeah, I'm bad I, about that. I don't check. I, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of research to see what's out there because uh, <laughs> you came up with something a few weeks ago and you're like, and I basically fucker. designed whatever <laughs> that you, after you designed it, you found it. You're like, fuck, this yeah. looks just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Another thing that happens quite a bit is naming things. Every oh. everything's groovy until we have to name something. What um, was it? The was checkpoint's taken, up? taken. What were you gonna name it now? Uh I was gonna call it the Corsair, but that's also there's a, a travel bag called the Corsair, which is uh old school uh uh plane. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if you know uh, a lot of like the Sherman and the Hellcat, those are all military vehicle names that yeah. that I I jacked. So um, so the, the checkpoint, I guess. That's a Vertex bag. I call it the Charlie. <laughs> checkpoint Charlie, never mind. Um, the Charlie Mike. <laughs> then we'll get That's, sued for racism if we call it the Charlie. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Only the if you bring it there. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, the Charlie Mike. It is difficult. The 88 mag. We were trying to figure out, okay, well, there is no 88 <laughs> mag. Co- yeah, <laughs> the bazooka. No, that one turned into the Modus, which the military guys will know. That's the Browning M2A150 yeah. cal. And you came up with the Modus, I think, because you were like, well, because we were trying to find a name of a big gun. And yeah. uh, you were like, what about the Modus? Or as Lisa calls it, the Medusa. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> the other, you know, I shouldn't say this, but she spelled it out in a text She's like, when are the douches coming? <laughs> it's like, I said, and I pointed a finger. I did the finger up, and I'm like, uh, read, read that. Read that. Again. Yeah, she was like, stop it. I'm like, well, you typed it. There's a, there's a company, uh, the douchebags. They they sell uh, ski travel bags for yeah. putting your skis in, and uh, they roll with that name, so we can't take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I think, though, so, I mean, some of the things people ask about, like, Bender is going to redesign the Apollo at some point. Now, yeah. I've had about 20 people send me their idea of what they want, and, and we already have what we want. We know what we want and everything else. Like, 
you know, we don't redesign these for the greater good of boredom. It's off of what people are are telling us. And Mm. so, you know, Bender takes that in consideration. We'll mention some things. We may add some of our own things. You know, a good example, I would say the 44 Mag is our bestseller by far. Um, And then the Timberlines were up there, but they're, you know, we don't make those anymore. The Reckoning. The Reckoning is definitely probably number two. What kills me, and not kills me, I get an email from a guy why are your packs so modular? Why don't you go to the way they used to be? Where everything's sewn, sewn in. And I'm like, <laughs> what so, the hell are you talking about? We never sewed anything, and we just started doing that. That's the thing with our production method. So we do things in stages. We'll send it out to Bartak, which we've got a couple of couple of sewers that will Bartak all the, the pieces onto the panels. So if you think about the bag or any soft good, you, you explode it into sub-assemblies, right? Front, back, sides, top, bottom. Um, and then you bar tack the, the pieces on there. And then it comes back, we check it, and then we send it out to a sewer because a lot of our sewers, they they don't have all the machines. Some do, but we, we got to have quality control in between to make sure all the webbing and buckles and everything are where they need to be. And then the sewers, they sew it all together. And sometimes that's limited by the fact that they only have one machine. So sometimes we get ribbed on for not having sewn in pockets, but so so time kills us. That's what makes our our products more expensive. Mm-hmm. So we have to we can only make things certain ways because of the way we make things. Otherwise it's too expensive. Yeah. And I mean this guy was thinking that we had always sewn in and went modular. Don't ask me where he got that from. Yeah. He, he thought we went. And one of the things Patrick liked was where guys could add pockets and take away. I would say Frank and I are more in the middle where we want a couple sewn-in pockets and a couple add-ons. Frank and I are, I'd say, marry each other as far as Spartan. Like, we don't need a lot of shit on our bag. You, on the other hand, you do like more pockets. And so you can tell the 88, or excuse me, the 44 and the Ma Deuce, those are definitely more of a bender pack, which was fine because everybody loves that pack. Well, in our two of our big customer bases, soldiers and hunters, you know, you gotta you make the bag so that it works for for both people. Yeah. Right. So the I mean, soldiers still use a bunch of Molly pockets out there. That's not gonna go anywhere anytime soon. Those guys have to adjust their loads. So um and the the hunters can benefit from that because there's a lot of people out there making that stuff. When we made, you know, like the high camp with our belt pouch matrixes everywhere, it was very specific to our system. But everybody makes those molly pouches. So, yep. you know, you can find something that will work better for you. Rock on. Put it on your bag. Yep. And, I mean, that that's another thing that I probably, I'd say, have issues with. But, you know, I'm the guy that will tie on pockets and not use what you're supposed to. In fact, I've got 550 cord tied on my new prototype pocket that you made on the back of my prototype Modus yeah. <laughs> now because I don't really care if it has some super high-tech clip on there. I want it to be lightweight and work, so I just tied it on, and, and I've got it tied on with 550, or no, it's actually 1.8 or 2.3 millimeter guy line. Um, and I've got it tied on there, and that was something. There was a few times that I've seen Bender about come out of his skin on something that uh, Patrick and I had come out with, or may, maybe more specifically Patrick, that was not 
very eye appealing and and that's it's one thing bender's done a very good job on is like are you out of your mind that's ugly as shit and then he'll make it look better <laughs> it's a gotta lot look better. good man yeah i mean can't get too crazy like uh deuter 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 yeah. they've got some crazy patterning if you look at their bags if we were to make that it would be 600 dollars. I, I brought in a bag from one of our um, competitors that's asian yeah. made and we looked at it. This is before you started, and we did kind of a what do you want to call that? A pro forma. Seventeen hundred dollars is what it would cost to make that in America. Yeah, yeah. Well, roughly, right? But when I say that's with uh, a three x margin um, multiplier, with all the pockets and the zippers and everything else, if you used all very compliant stuff and. There was just literally the thing had like 27 pockets. And uh, <laughs> and each one of those pockets has three or four pieces of fabric. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the layups. It's 98 key. Yeah. Hooks all over. <laughs> well, you got layups. I think the thing had 11 layups. So it had 11 yeah. different types of material between the mesh and the outer and what anyway. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Lisa would murder me. Well, if that I, is. If I made something that had 11 different materials in it. That's something else that has changed drastically. Patrick did not give a fuck nor Wagnall how much of a problem it was. He'd come in, yes. throw it on the ground. It will take a long time, and we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. And uh, he didn't care. Um, he certainly didn't care. Where now, usually you'll you have it in your mind. You show it to me. I go to uh, Lisa. Lisa looks at it, and she'll say, yep, whatever, we're good. And then I'll go to Allie and say, what do you think assembly-wise? And we take that into consideration because if we here can do it cheaper, not cheaply made, but meaning how Bender sews it and how it's assembled, that means the that's how we've been able to bring the prices down on some of our bags, like a um, oh a Mountain Warrior. That's a pretty intricate bag. But how we sewed that, the price was lower. The reckoning's not bad. The, the 44 mag's not horrible, um, considering, you know, it used to be how it, however it was sewn. I remember when Patrick came up with the geezer chair. Yeah. That, that was like a little piece of gold. Yeah. He was not backing down on that. I think finally, uh, I didn't have any rank at that time, but what little rank I had, I'm like, look, Patrick, you can buy a, what's that, Cripple Creek or whatever, that that. He's got a box full of those chairs upstairs that I found. The, oh, the, the chairs? The chairs that he, he'd modify to make that. Oh, man. He's, he's got backup plans, man. Oh, I was like, hey, we've got a bunch of, you can go buy like a Helionox chair for, you know, whatever. and But it doesn't do this. And I'm like, yeah, but ours is four times more expensive. So we luckily didn't try to execute that fucker. I will say that that chair, though, had a usable back to it. Where oh, it's comfortable. A, a lot of the, the backpacking stools, you know, they'll kill your back because you just, you know, squatting over a little, tri you know, tripod. But yeah. Well, they've gotten better, the, the Helinox and the... Yeah, they have. Believe yeah. me, Frank and I both use one. That's, that's one of the other, since you've been here, Frank, you caught the tail end of it. Uh, some of the large arguments that Patrick and I would have. Um, so you have to, Patrick's 76 now, 78? think so so patrick's um you know been an outdoorsman and hunted his whole life and he's been a rifle hunter for the most part where there's 16 hours of darkness 14 hours of darkness and 10 hours 12 mm -hmm. hours whatever of daylight so there's a lot of teepee time mm -hmm. frank and i are bow hunters where there's 18 hours of light and <laughs> yeah whatever. so it's a different hunting style. So having said that, some of the 
arguments and design ideas were totally different because he's colder weather, more time in, in, the, t- in the shelter. And I mean, when we get back to camp, Frank, what are we up? Half an hour? And in, in we're in racked out. And Patrick hadn't done, he had done some extreme hunts, but nothing like Frank and I were doing with the bow. And, and he quite honestly probably, I would say, thought archery was stupid. Um, He's got a bow upstairs, but it's a wood risered compound with steel cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's got a six inch o- overdraw. It's, uh, <laughs> He's like, can you kill anything with that? When I had mine, and I'm like, yeah, I can kill stuff with this. Yeah. His, He's a gun guy. Yeah, he's a gun guy. But he he would on some of the different designs, and he hated pockets, and he only thought you needed two compression straps. I like three on each side and a few pockets, and he would look over his glasses and basically just tell me I was a dumb shit. And I'm like, Patrick, the problem is it doesn't matter what you want because you don't pay for this. It matters what the consumer wants. And we would get in these huge arguments, and... One of the things now that's good is you and I know what the consumer wants. You and I might make fun of each other back and forth, but we know what the consumer wants within reason. We know what we're building it for. And for the most part, we can take human emotion out of it, except for keychains and D-rings. Hmm. And That's just fun at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it It becomes a better design and a better product because, well, you've heard me say it, dude, don't ask me. I don't even do that just, shit. I don't fucking know. Just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it only took half a decade, but we, we've we got a system now. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if um, if 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 uh, Frank comes in the office and he wants something and there is a ton of people that hunt just like Frank, makes total sense. If Frank comes in and asks for the one percentile, one percentile pack, it's getting shit canned. He might get it and and build it on a weekend, but I mean, we we have to cater to what the consumer wants, and and uh, that's one of the reasons our sales we've grown by several million is we we build what the consumer wants now, and and it's gone really well, and you're able to make it look super good. But and it changes too. It, oh fuck yeah! So, <laughs> like with the reckoning, when uh, the the full zip. The a method of doing that got figured out. A lot of things changed in a lot of our older packs, like the Woodsman. The Woodsman was made before the Reckoning, and a bunch of people have said, why doesn't the Woodsman have the full zip? You know, it's I hadn't figured out how to do that yet, and then the Reckoning happened, and there's an easy way to do that. So a lot of this stuff, like the Apollo, the, the new Apollo, will probably have the full zip access, yeah. you know. So those things change, which with each new bag that comes out, you know, it gives different options to the lineup. And then, you know, sometimes like uh, the Hoodlum. The Hoodlum I was. I love that pack. Yeah. It was, it was an amalgamation of, a, a you know, three or four different packs. Like there might have been Amalgamation. Than, amalgamation. <laughs> That's a big word. There might have been more than that. There was a pile of different packs you had built when you came out with the, the Hoodlum. The thing. Some packs are just Frankensteins of. The thing, of, though, that. With the hoodlum is if you compare the weight of the hoodlum to the weight of a 44 mag, hmm. the hoodlum's lighter. Yeah. The hoodlum's bigger. Um, yep. Hoodlum has access top and mid body of the bag. Um, it doesn't look as cool to some people as the 44 mag. So the eye appeal, the curb appeal to the 44 mag is greater, even though the hoodlum, in my opinion, is a much more versatile pack. It kind of goes to show that... Um, 
the human emotion thing talking about, mm. I would have never guessed that a 44 mag would outsell the hoodlum by that much. And it's it looks cooler. five to one, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. It looks cooler. Yeah. I'm I'm real happy with how that one turned out. The the hoodlum was it's like a double crater or a double yeah. cavern, yeah. right? Where you've got the two pockets, the two zippers. So, and that the the crater. The Cavern, the Crater, and the Argali were three of my favorite packs, mm. and they don't sell that well. Just bottom line. they don't, The Crater does because it's big, but I like the idea of a, only a spotting scope pocket on one side because I never use both. Obviously, I was wrong. People thought that was weird and wouldn't buy it because their OCD kicked in. Yeah. Yep. Non-symmetrical. Asymmetrical packs are weird. Yep. You're a yeah. freak. I, that's, yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> that's what happened. Um, I mean, and Frank, you, you like the Argali, don't you? Yeah, I like simple. That I'll one was just like, a trash bag. I'll always like the Argali and the Muskeg the best. So, something like that with just two pockets on the back. Muskeg was I'm cool too. Very simple. I like how that and one turned out. I would say within reason in the next year, you'll probably end up designing a new fangled Argali of some sort, whether it's a limited run or what, just for Frank and I, whether Frank wants it or not. But I mean one that – that pack to me, what I could put on it and everything else, especially with these newer pockets, I don't need, I like top access and that's it. I don't really need all the other zippers, you know, but again, it doesn't really matter what I want. We have to sell it. And so yep. the Argali, I thought was one of the best packs ever. And we hardly sold any in the end. We had to kill it. Uh, that, that's just kind of how life works here. Triage, I mean, we just don't have enough room. Yeah. If it's not earning its spot, we gotta find something else that'll that'll work. Yeah, Frank, you got anything to add? Yeah, on Bender's, talking on, so uh, much. on Bender's off time, he likes to go to college campuses and solve math equations. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. shit. The uh, what do you? Uh, That's your only contribution <laughs> to this whole fucking podcast. He's <laughs> <laughs> just talking shit in the corner. Oh lord. The uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, no kidding. You, you though, to give an idea, I would have to say some of the things Brenders brought to the table, I would say you and I combined brought matching zippers and webbing. That was a big one. That was a fucking yeah. uphill battle is what that was. Uh, I mean, it was a lot simpler. We only had to stock black zippers for, <laughs> you know, our overhead was, was much simpler and we didn't run out of things as easy. Yep. But... Um, yeah, we got matching buckles, zippers, and webbing. Mm-hmm. Which then, can be a pain in the butt sometimes, especially when... Uh, the like, minute. Wasn't that like a lot of uh, a military requests? They wanted the... like if When we had like a brown pack, they wanted brown zippers instead yeah, of Yeah, night vision, black shows up. It's a big kick me sign. So yeah, big Gumby. Yeah, like our old pack lock uh, um, jackets. They'd have that, that black patch on the back of the jacket. I'm taking full credit for the new... The new pack, the new the new Lost Park parka. Well, maybe not. We should just credit. call it the Lost Parka. Yeah, Lost Park. You're right. Simplify things like when they it's, did the Facebook. Like we're stuttering. Just call it Facebook. Yeah. Um, the X pack. That's another one. Did I bug you about that, or did you come up with that all on your own? I was. I think uh, I brought some X pack in, and I got real excited, and I showed Patrick, and then he dug under the. <laughs> The, the table and brought out a bag from like 1972 <laughs> and it's made out of X-Pac, the old Mountain Smith ghost. So, yeah, it, that was 
But the the muskeg packs, you're the one that really ran that to ground. You brought in about 20 different types of X pack. Yeah. And then uh, we we had that in quite a while. One of the things that I think is odd, or not odd, we we have had a lot of things come through our door here long before anyone else has. And this isn't a bragging thing, but um, we have carbon frames from 15 years ago, carbon stays mm-hmm. um, 20 years ago, a long time ago. Um, Cuban fiber from when it was first invented. Um you know, and some of that stuff, I think just Patrick, how he is, thought it was stupid or not applicable um, and didn't didn't want to use it. Well, and for some of the things, too, like Cuban or Dyneema is now called, uh, that shit's $70 a yard. Yeah. You know, our our 500 decoder is like $7 and change. Yeah, so, 780 or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we were to make a pack out of Dyneema, which... Uh, Anders, our, our customer service giant, he uh, he bugs me a bunch about making some Dyneema stuff. And a lot of our competitors, like Hyperlite Mountain Gear, yeah, um, they make some bomb-proof Dyneema stuff. But at $70 a yard, our packs would cost, you know, the $1,200, yep. you know, what, what you were talking about. Well, and as time goes on, your cuffs are kind of coming off more and more and more all the time where you can mm-hmm. kind of run free, I guess you could say, and—, and uh, you know, as we kind of, <laughs> you're a peacock. You gotta let them fly. Let me fly, <laughs> man. Uh, how old are you, Bender? Thirty. Good Lord, Bender, just shave that hair off. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> He's got a bit of a crow's foot. <laughs> crow's foot. <laughs> widow's mean, peak. What's that called here? Is that a crow's foot where it's coming back? Oh, it's a widow's peak. Yeah. It's a widow's <laughs> peak. No, Bender, you are a large individual what are just go ahead and shave your head yeah just shave your <laughs> just head shave you, it. you're 30 years old you uh, fuck i shave my head what are you bender six five six four six four and what are you a, a meaty 250 right now 270 270 what did you get up to you're pretty fit now i was knocking on 300 there for a little bit were you yeah and uh, i was commuting a lot on my bike <laughs> That was, I got down to like 250, 240. Yeah, I was going to say, because you backpack and stuff. Minter fishes quite a bit. You're, 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 you're hanging on the survivalist slash everyday carry kind of guy. He's See, a, and you give a, me shit a, a lot. You guys give me shit a lot for that, but I'm not like, you know, storing rice in my fucking. No, you no, know. you're not a fucking crazy guy, but you bring an axe backpacking sometimes where I'm like, only no, if I, I have my stove. Yeah. Other than that, it's kind of stupid to there, have an axe. There was somebody that messaged me or since. So there's a huge, which Bender knows this, it's not like I'm telling you, there's a huge difference between a survivalist or sustainment person. And or doomsdayer, and a smart outdoorsman, and a backpack hunter. So, yeah, all three of those or four or whatever. Uh, a, a backpack hunter, Frank and I, is like a smart outdoorsman that has a little bit extra for packing out meat. Uh, a smart outdoorsman or backpacker is just gonna have the bare necessities. Probably gonna have less than Frank and I have. They may not have load lifters. Probably gonna wear more like tennis shoes or or lighter footwear and. Then you have kind of moving towards the survivalists that may not go as far in and they'll have maybe a Wyoming saw and some crazy shit. And then you have survivalists. Yeah. The preppers. Yeah, the crazy Bear Grylls motherfuckers that have all the, the kitchen sink. But that's what I've noticed with those guys. They generally can't buy the car or close to... They're not backpacking in, so weight is not an issue. And when you get a survivalist prepper commenting on a backpack hunter's system 
things go downhill really fast, especially for me because I start poking fun because there's no way in hell I'm carrying a Bowie knife like Jeremiah Johnson. I, Frank, we, I've got a Taito and a folding knife. What do you carry? Taito in this uh, whatever folder I have at the time. I'm yeah. not a very, I'm not a knife person. Well, so I'll just take what I got. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're any one of those. I just give you shit. Oh, you I've got some hatchet, retardedly big knives. I do I've, know I've you got, have some patches. You know, a cleaver from uh, <laughs> SE Knives. That I think that's awesome. more of a, an old school thing, though. Like, I know growing up hunting. I just like fucking knives. Um, growing up with, like, my my dad and uncles and stuff, they always had those fucking K-bars. Yeah, big knives. Yeah. 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 Always. Everyone had one. I think that was just a thing back in the day. Just a big-ass knife. It's your camping. Then, like, it's uh, your, your chance to I wear noticed, the crazy big knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I noticed, like, my friends that come into hunting, new newer hunters, they always want a big-ass knife. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do with that? Well, thing? and things, too. Like, I got my grandpa's old uh, Puma knife that was made in Germany. Those motherfuckers are expensive now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's like an heirloom. I got to go yeah, camping like a heritage with, thing, yeah. yeah, I got to go camping with grandpa, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I killed a bunch of Nazis with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. No. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> third best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember that on Inglorious Bastards? I don't even speak French. Yeah. Just like, yeah. like I said, like I said, third just, best. Just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, stick your what's your what the hell is he, the bear Jew when he comes out? Bear Jew. Yeah, that was pretty good. Aldo the Apache. Anyway, but one thing that's good though with with everything we're talking about is we kind of get an idea of of every you know we get a little bit of everything on the design side of things. But one of the reasons I don't get involved in the EDC stuff would would be me trying to get involved in the prepper stuff. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and you have way more of a better design aspect or just outlook on those things than, than I do. Like the Ontario, there's a reason for all the different pockets on there. Yeah. And you don't, me, I just go travel and don't think about it, but when I'm going to grab my passport out of a specific pocket or my glasses or whatever, it's kind of set up in the, in the, 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 the door gunner, or not the door gunner, the um, shape charge was kind of the same way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some of the, the newer packs are are solutions for for things I didn't like about the old ones, like the Antero. It's hard to get a, a laptop in and out of that. Just like with the the twenty two mag, a lot of uh, military dudes couldn't put radios in there because there's no top access. So um, the shape charge came next, and then the the forty four mag. There was a solution for that, and then the new twenty two mag. So you know, different ways of building stuff kind of gets the ball rolling on a bunch of different products. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Well, man, we, we hit an hour. Is there anything you want to throw in here? Uh, not really. Thanks for buying our stuff. If you want to reach Eric, don't email do it. him at... A, <laughs> it's Aaron at Kafaru.net <laughs> or Frank no, at Kafaru.net. got my email privileges taken away, actually. Yeah. Oh, Lord. No, but uh, hopefully that this gives some people an idea of what Eric does for us, kind of how things work and... Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously give him some love for, for what he's done here. He gets, since he's in the back burner and he's, I always call him the brain. Um, he's upstairs inventing and, and not out, um, whatever in, in the public's eye, people don't see him as much. So yeah. Have you guys seen that movie waiting? <laughs> the brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Well, thanks for tuning in everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, no Three shit. contributions. Yeah, yeah. Half of them are dick about jokes. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, <see ya. laughs>